But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Show, coming to you live from the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru studio right here in beautiful Matawan in New Jersey. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, Chris did not put in the extra effort this time to Dallas Harbor Halloween set. Uh, we're just way too damn busy over here. So it's Dave Sturch and, of course, Gooch over there. Uh, we hope you guys have had a great weekend. Uh, morning to Ken Paulman, who was here 15 minutes ago, uh, chiming in saying hello. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so we hope everybody had a, uh, eventful, um, weekend. Did you do any, uh, I, I did see, I mean, I'm, I would be lying if I said this was made up. You did the whole pumpkin thing. Yeah. We went pumpkin picking. Yesterday. That's adorable. Um, it, it was adorable. What the fuck, dude? Uh, what, what I oh, will say is this, when I saw it, no, 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 yeah, you did. And we're jumped, dropped right off the face of the earth of YouTube. What I will say about, uh, your pumpkin pe- uh, picking experience is that when Ash posted the picture, I did see, um, it wasn't like a patch. It was just like a field and th- people just like dumped pumpkins on it. And it was like nothing like you didn't pick your own pumpkins. It wasn't authentic fall pumpkin We're picking. adults, Dave. That's what we do as adults on Football <laughs> Sunday. There was a compromise. I'm very grateful for Ash saying, you know what? We don't have to go to the farm and spend $50 just to get on the farm and then walk through mud and pick our own pumpkins. We're good. Good morning to We're Tommy good. D in the chat. Good morning to Scoop. Um, yeah, so anyway, I was just busting balls. But um, I hope you guys had fun. But I sure as hell did uh, as far as my victory Sunday. And I had a great Saturday. Uh, my little man, he actually turns one this Wednesday. We had a, a spooky one birthday spectacular at my house um, where uh, he dressed up as a bat. And he was a little, he's just cutest little dude in the world. Um but yeah, so before we get into all that, I do want to say that if you're watching this show right now and you thought to yourself, gee, golly, and if you said, gee, golly, that's your own fault, uh, how can I support Chop Sports? Well, you could do so by heading on over to patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. That's the way to do it. A three, a five, a $10. Um, and you'd also pay for internet, too, because that seems to be kicking out as well. It's been a while since uh optimum gave us any problems so if you want to support the show and pay for better internet i believe we're getting fios in this building uh in the new year so that's cool but you could do that by heading on over to patreon.com so again um yes rube's coming in powered greater than zeke oh there you go morning to janine from absolute eyewear and of course danny uh let me get debo back he's (laughs) you know what's funny about danny um if you uh if there was a limit on trade offers, he exceeded beyond measurable. Like it's every day. I'm surprised there's not in your league. There should be. He actually got flagged once. NFL.com flagged his account. Said you've already offered five trade offers today. We're good. Like we're good. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe it was maybe it was ten. I don't know. It was it was ugly. All I'm saying it was ugly. Uh, now Danny wants Debo Samuel back. I haven't even got to use him yet, so that's fun. Um, but I need a running back next week. I'm in trouble. I got I got no running backs on my bench at all. Everybody's got to buy. Mahomes is back, so we'll get into all that today as we talk about Week Eight as it comes and goes. It's a victory Monday for myself and myself alone, um, and we'll get into all that as we go. But start with the old rundown ski gooch. So World Series Game Three is tonight. And Jake Paul defeated Anderson Silva via unanimous decision. It was a much better fight than I anticipated, but it was still kind of boring at the end of the day. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. But I didn't watch it. You got the sense that there was a zero percent chance that Anderson Silva was going to get a decision in that fight, and the scorecards were wrong. But at the end of the day, he did knock him down in the eighth. And kudos to Jake. Are they Paul. actually they're going at it right? Like this is an actual fight. There was, wasn't like to me it was like an a Tyson actual. It was fight an actual or... fight. Yeah, okay. there was there was. You know, it looked like Anderson Silva was bringing it at certain points. The problem with Anderson Silva, he's not a knockout puncher. He never has been. So he's not really going in there and knocking somebody out mm. without kicking him and kneeing him in the face. Anderson did look good. I will say that if Anderson Silva wasn't 48 years old or 47, and if he did decide to box instead of uh, taking up MMA, he would have been a world champion. But that is it for my rundown. It's <laughs> what, Monday. So what we're, about we're, what about the old World Series? That goes down I tonight. It, I said it. I said game Game three tonight. I was spaced out on that one. But that's all I got. Game three tonight, tied up. Uh, can we talk about the cheating that's happening right now going on with the Astros oh, once stop. again? Have you seen the video? 
Have you seen the video? Are you talking about the bat? No, I'm talking about the pitcher who's going to his palm a million times over and over and over again. And then they're like, oh, this guy's been doing this all year. He's like fidgety. He's like that pitcher that was on uh, Saturday night is like a fidgety dude. He's always adjusting himself, right? But this dude is clear as day. He's rubbing on his palm. And like, it's like, dude, call him out. Somebody do it. I know the Mets looks like foolish when they did it. When they asked about the earlobes being like dripping of sap. I'm, I'm going to go ahead was. and say if he did it all year, he was probably checked all year. I know. And I don't think he's cheating. I think like there is, a, um, I mean, Rube is saying something about spin rates. And they were the same. So like there wasn't cheating involved. What I'm saying is I'm looking for every excuse in the books. Let's go Phillies. We need you guys to win the World Series. I know the Mets fans are, are literally won't know how to sleep at night had the Phillies win a World Series uh, in a year where they were basement dwellers in the NLEs practically uh, when it came to that three-team race. Uh, but whatever. I mean, look, I, I, I'm rooting for the Phillies. I hope Harper gets back to where he's got to get to. And, um, yeah, what it is what it is. But in any event, before we get into all the Sunday slate, I do want to let you guys know that the Chop Sports Show is being brought to you by shitty-ass internet. I'm, like, about to really pop off in about three seconds because I'm just, you know, it, it is what it is. At this time, nobody's saying know, anything. Good on my I, I know here. nobody's hey. saying now we got to freeze. Ah, yeah, so there we go. Right. So nobody's really saying anything in the chat, uh, but it does seem like we're having uh, some um, little technical of, uh, difficulties again with this. This is why we got down to a, a three-day show, because I want to avoid this at all costs going forward. Um, but anyway, I want to let you guys know that the Chop Sports Show is being brought to you in part by Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru over there in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Go say hello to our friends, George and my boy Greg over there managing Subaru. Go buy yourself a brand new Blazer, a brand new Silverado. How about you go get the new Accent or whatever? Scoop just bought a truck over there or a car over there. Um, so I was very excited to to hear that because I think George made his uh, – made his investment back in one in one weekend <laughs> so like he it's all the car because of us so there you go boom we win um also want to give a shout out to the picket app uh those guys over there doing a fine job at tracking your bets i myself was one bet away um one bet away from a eight team parlay i was talking to my brother live as it was happening the one team that blew everything and we'll get into the game in a little bit was the washington commanders win um as soon as I got past the 50, I told myself, I'm going to cash out and I'll be fine. And then the old fan duel pulled the old like, nice try. <laughs> You're you not doing that, that shit. Uh, yeah, so definitely screwed myself there. Uh, but anyway, pick an app is what tracks your bets. So you can do that. It's a social media platform. Check those guys out. And, of course, our friends down the hall at Lowell's doing all the merchandise for us. We appreciate all their help. And, of course, our Mojo Market Report. You can mm. check. You can check us out. Don't touch. I have the I have the mouse over here. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but you what? you left up the World World Series throughout the whole read. Who cares? So I was going to change that. Ah, who cares? Anyway, um, go check out Mojo. Yeah. The Market Report uh, is live today. We had a lot of fun doing that today, talking about all the biggest movers and all the money you guys could potentially make over at Mojo. So congratulations to Mojo for another big big weekend. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star, high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into the games in just a couple seconds as I just, uh, yeah, I know my brother said, I told you to cash out. Yeah, no, I know. Listen, I heard you. I was going to do it. And I was like, hey, you know what? I got a good feeling about the Colts, man. They're going to stiffen up. They're going to win this game. Sam Elliott, let's do it. And that's usually how it works. 
Uh, Mark, oh, good morning to Mark, Mark, the resident Bears fan here, along with uh, Jay Silva. Jay Silva, I'll say good game to. Mark, I'll say go F yourself because, you know, you were talking a lot of shit last week. But it was a good one uh, as far as the Cowboys. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Dave, go get your son. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I got a busy day today, bro, so I don't know. I think they're a little small, apparently. According to Janine, they're a little small. Uh, I have a larger dome, so we'll see if that even is worth going to get. But it is first person to absolute eyewear and to say chop sports. As soon as you walk in there, you're going to get a pair of <sighs> Ralph Lauren. No, Costa del, Mar. Costa del Mar. So those are the sunglasses you can get. Um, well, Danny, you got to get on social media, dude. He, he's finding spooky guys all over the uh, the app. And I know Jordy had put one of their one of her 67,000 posts about that one. And that's that's one of the ones that you got to do. I have a tiny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, go check out. Mojo, uh, they're giving away a whole lot of stuff, uh, so definitely go check those guys out. Now, going into Monday Night Football, we'll get into that game in a little bit. Uh, going <laughs> after yesterday's games, Gooch is now just two games under 500. He's 60 and 62. Myself, one game behind Gooch, 59 and 63. And Rasslin Rob, who is not with us today uh, because he had the greatest night of his life last night. And I guess that's warrants you to just not go to work the next day <laughs> so that's cool 52 and 70 rob's still in the basement uh we hope rob's uh, had a good time yesterday so we'll start off with the new york football giants um obviously they came back to reality which was fun uh for me at least it was fun um i know nick was in the chat i saw him before so the giants they get beat by a seattle team that is just shocking everybody right now geno smith is just playing all world uh lockett drops a, a, a guaranteed touchdown um, so like they could have, this game could have been even a more of a runaway. I think it was James who fumbled twice. Yeah. The, uh, on uh, the muffs returns twice. That was, that was brutal. And not only that, that the second one the gave him a concussion. So he's going to probably be ruled out for next week. So there's gonna be, uh, the giants actually have a bye, which is nice oh, for them. Uh, but yeah, they need a wide receiver in the worst way. Daniel Jones is playing too good not to help him out. Um, so will they make a move? Won't they make a move? There's the deadlines tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, maybe four o'clock or something like that. But tomorrow is the trade deadline. So I know there's a lot of shit that's about to pop off. There's been rumors about uh, a couple uh, edge rushers. Bradley Chubb might be on the move. Um, obviously all the receivers that have been kind of talked about, there was one move made already with the chiefs. Obviously they get Kadarius Tony from the giants, but are they done? Are they going to add a DJ more? I don't know. But in any event, the giants looked, like last year's Giants for a minute, you know, and, and Seattle played a better game. Yeah, well, Seattle's a lot better than people thought. Right now, everyone's looking at, okay, Seattle's defense sucks. Well, Seattle's defense does kind of suck when you look at it at the, the big picture. But the last three games in particular, going into last week, they've held opposing teams running backs to under 45 yards in both of the last two contests. And guess what? Saquon yesterday, 20 for 53 on a 2.65 average. He didn't really get anything done receiving the ball either, under 10 yards receiving. The Seattle's defense is actually pretty good. They switched to a three technique, and it makes them a lot better at stopping the run, allows the defensive line to be more aggressive. And I will say this, um, Geno Smith is that dude. Some of the passes that he was throwing yesterday, you couldn't have thrown a better ball. Like, there's not a, a better ball that could have been thrown by any quarterback in the league. Yesterday, Geno was dropping dimes when he needed to most. You got to you gotta tip your hat to the Seattle team, man. Hey. And he's actually uh, he actually went out and thanked Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese for the opportunity yeah. with the Giants right after beating the Giants. So I found that I found that a little, <laughs> you know, like stick it to the man right there. Uh, Gino's having himself a season. It's great. And, yeah. uh, yeah. and um, the Giants, I wouldn't say that the wheels are completely off. They're not the Jets after all. I mean, the, the Jets, we'll talk about them in a second. But mm. the Giants, I think sitting where they're sitting right now is is as good a position they could be in. Nobody expected this. So going on the road to Seattle. Looking at the schedule in the beginning of the year, you're saying, well, that's an easy game or an easier game. We have a chance in that one. Everybody knows how hard it is to play on the road in Seattle. Going west, that was a tough spot for the Giants to be in. So I think they can rebound going into the bye. They get some, you know, lick their wounds a little bit. Mm. I think they'll bounce back. But this Giants team is just average when it's all said and done. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Giants right now are sitting at 6-2. and two. They also moved to third place via the Cowboys <laughs> win before uh, yesterday, but we'll get into that in a second. Got to stick with the New York team right now. Um, you said it. We said it. We kind of collectively said that the Jets were running into a little bit of a buzzsaw here, and they did, man. And I think, unfortunately for Jets fans, I, I like Zach Wilson. He just might not be the guy, man. I I, I know it's a week-to-week -week basis, and people are going to flip-flop on this guy every week, but 
boy, oh boy, did uh, the Jets look really bad. I mean, the, the offense was piss poor, man. You can't do that against a Bill Belichick team. You just can't. You got to score points, and they just couldn't do it. I mean, the one garbage touchdown at the end to make things interesting on the in the box score on the newspaper. But other than that, like the Jets look like shit. Yeah, Zach Wilson's in over his head. The Jets, their offense is in over their head, really. I mean, he had no shot in that one because he was running for his life. But when he's running for his life, everything just goes completely out the window. He's not making his reads. He's not going through progressions. There's times where he's deciding to throw the ball away, and he's not even able to do that. He's throwing picks on the sideline. Zach Wilson looked as bad as you could possibly look starting quarterback in the NFL Yesterday, at certain points, I was like, wow, get this poor guy off the field. I think even his cadence at the line of scrimmage sounds like he's just uncomfortable and unsure of himself. Zach Wilson, he has room to grow. He's a young guy, but I think it's just too soon. We we throw these young kids into this into the starting NFL quarterback job. Like, it's just something that you should be able to handle. He may be years away. He's like, you know, it might be I don't be know if the Jets time. have years to, no, no, no. to develop him. It, meaning he's just not going to make it. You know, like, there's not... There's too many young talent, too many young talented quarterbacks coming in. It's tough to to see a Geno Smith resurgence. That's what it takes for some of these players. It's like you need eight, ten years. Sticking around in the league that long is not easy. And I don't know that Zach Wilson's going to start in this in the NFL. Well, I just don't see it. He's a starter. I know it's early for... and he's still very young, but what you're seeing is just nothing. You're not. I'm not seeing anything. And now without a running game, James Robinson was irrelevant yesterday as well. Uh, coming in from AJ Basco, and in the beginning of the game, he looked amazing. When he threw a pick, completely shat his pants. The rest of the game, effing pitiful. Um, and he's coming saying that he's just atrocious. And uh, I mean, he's, he's an flopping. athlete. He's going to be able flopping. to make some plays. But when all that athletic ability breaks down, not that it's going to break down on him anytime soon. But when I'm saying that you're you're in the league against other guys that are extremely athletic, it's that's not going to get you by. He he's going to have to learn how to read the defense. He's going to learn how to have to you know, throw a tough pass and hit somebody on the numbers instead of just airmailing it and things like that. Yeah. Zach Wilson, no way. Not a good situation. And now the Jets play the Bills next week. So that'll be interesting. Speaking of those said Bills, they get themselves a win over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last night on Sunday Night Football. We all kind of saw this one coming um, as far as the win-loss is concerned. And would the Packers just keep it close? And they did, I guess, uh, towards the end. But Overall, now the Packers sitting at three and five, Gooch. It's like you're looking at this team. You got the Vikings. We'll go over them in a little bit, but they get another win. At what point? And I know it's Aaron Rodgers, and there was one that just he looked like he flicked his wrist, and it was one of the greatest passes of the day yesterday. It was. You know, when he's just sitting there, and then one guy breaks free, he has that window to just fire it in there. So it's still there. The arm is still there. Is the talent there around him? Dobbs played okay, and he had himself a great catch in the end zone. But overall, is there enough talent in Green Bay? No. Right now, there's not. I think that they're they're not going to be sellers at the deadline. That's for sure. I think they're still trying to make something of this season. I think the defense has the ability to turn it around in the second half. I haven't. Your seen boy it got out. hurt. Linebackers hurt. He might be off for a little while. Yeah, no. that's not a. Good, I mean, both linebackers yesterday was a. They, well, they, the they one guy got ejected. Terrible, terrible. But I don't know that we were beating Buffalo no matter who played yesterday. Buffalo is a really good team going into this week. I wasn't like expecting to win. It would have been a cool thing, feather in your cap, but. There's issues in Green Bay, and going on the road to Buffalo, being in the spot we were in at the end of the first uh, first half, I was happy to see the way the team responded. At least they didn't lay down for anybody. And Rodgers and Dylan and and um, Aaron Jones, where there's like four minutes to go in the game, down 17, and they're having a good time. So it's better than seeing Aaron Rodgers at every, everybody's throat. And there's going to be some people that want to say, oh, you know, stop being – happy when you're losing but i think at this point they kind of expected to sam grasso asking question the, the the actual question everybody wants to know is he giving up no is, no no i i it actually bothers Silver me. says yes <laughs> it bothers me nobody actually thinks that right nobody actually thinks that that he's given up right it's not that he's given up like i just every, think are you guys watching the games no well yeah i mean I, I watched last night in its entirety and i'm not saying that he's given up i just think that he's so beyond frustrated that it's just like numb right now I, know. I watched the game yesterday he had moments where he was frustrated but when when tanyan got called for the push-off first of all the packers have four touchdowns. that was a push-off so it's not like it wasn't and rogers went i don't know that the, the, he threw him to the ground <laughs> well who initiated the contact and it was at it five, doesn't matter it wasn't before it's the, little brother syndrome who, who gets caught a he push got off, caught. a push-off though i'm gonna explain it i don't think that was a push-off because he was within five yards first second aaron Rodgers still had the ball in his hand who who engaged in the contact i mean one Tanya guy ran smaller, an out route and he ran into him and he threw him to the ground to get open. 
one so guy smaller, it's offensive pass you're, if you're allowed to bump and run me, all right. Mm-hmm. So first of all, if the ball's not thrown yet, it's not pass interference. So then it's an illegal block downfield. It's got to be something. Okay, you can't just grab somebody. So like an that. eligible receiver illegally getting is illegally blocking downfield when the ball's not thrown. All I'm He's saying it's got to be something. Is what I'm saying. I think it was a bad call. Oh. I think because he threw down. Yeah, and um, either way, ticky tacky. It is what it is, right? Neither here nor there. The point is, did you see his reaction? Yeah, yeah, he was, was pissed. He, was he? Was he like, I don't care? No, no, no. no he was Rogers pissed. cares. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Nobody actually thinks that. Um, but again, there. I would. You do think that? I you did don't say know what you're watching. I did say, uh, you know, his next week a get right game. But then you're like, well, <laughs> you know, the, the Green Bay got Detroit next week in Detroit, and Detroit, you know, their offense seems to, you know, kind of find little. Yeah, I don't glimmers know. of hope. When but. you're when you're on a four game losing streak, a get right game does not exist. You need like a get right month. You need four. Oh, well, I say get right three, game because like this team is now searching for some kind of identity, and and they found out the same way that the Bears found out that while yes, you can expose one part of a defense, it gets to be too late, too quick. So because you went down so quick, and it seemed like you were busting off gashes of runs. I mean, Jones, it looked like he was just running full speed forward and didn't have to make any moves, just running right through gaps, and he was looking incredible. The problem is when you get down, you can't run the ball. Yeah, like it's that. the Bills. Where was that against the Giants? Where was that against the Commanders? They just know. weren't I'm attempting just, it. So I, I think there's a lot, a lot wrong in Green Bay. I don't think it's all lost because if you look at the NFC, it's pretty bad. And when you look at the talent that the Packers have on the defensive side, I think they can fix that to a degree. I wonder if they're going to be able to make anything work on offense unless they get a receiver, though. I don't know. Might be too late. Uh, but we'll see. Speaking of the NFC North, there was another. Uh, team that decided to come visit Dallas and thought they can handle us and they couldn't do it the Dallas Cowboys get another win they moved to six and two and now because of the Giants loss the Cowboys are in second place (laughs) behind the Philadelphia Eagles we'll get into the Eagles in a little bit but uh Cowboys played both sides of the ball again Dak Prescott looked very very good he looked way better than he did last week one ill-advised pass which I'm actually kind of chalking up to be CeeDee Lamb's fault to be honest with you I feel like there's sometimes he gives up on routes and gets in the wrong position for all of a sudden Eddie Jackson to come out of nowhere but by the way he's a baller anyway so it's not like I'm not I'm not taking any away from Jackson the guy's incredible um but it was the Tony Pollard show and Pollard gets the ball 14 times he turns it into pay dirt three times um it's great it's it's a great thing to have so everybody that's been barking up my tree for the last i don't know two years when there's like well he's got to be the guy well dude fine fine let him be the guy but you need zeke you need ezekiel elliott on this team in order to function like their offense and yes they looked incredible yesterday right that's great but they also rushed against the 29th ranked rushing defense so me and gooch could have had 30 yards if we tried you know what i mean like it's just it, it's it's not for me to, to say that because of one performance pollard's the guy is silly and it's outlandish and it's just it's just dumb it's a dumb it's a dumb notion to think that we can't have both running backs run on this team and if you want to give more carries to tony pollard over zeke i'm okay with that but Ezekiel elliott needs to be on this team this year what happens next year is a whole nother ball game. Zeke's contract is ridiculous. Tony Pollard's a free agent. So that all this shit that you're saying right now, it's just an audition for Tony P to get paid. All right. And then it's also an audition for Zeke to say. I wonder if Zeke's going to look left in the running back meeting room and be like, yeah, I'll take less so you can stick around. He might. It's going to have to happen. He might Zeke. because he's complimentary. <laughs> he's complimentary football. Um, but anyway. Give Pollard every oh, – you can't. So here's the thing, Rube. You can't say that. And he's saying give, give Pollard every touch. There's only been one – I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's only one game this season where Zeke has gotten 20 or more touches. So, therefore, yesterday's 14, it, it doesn't even equal up to a RB1 status. He can't do that yet. And I believe in his ability. When he's on the field and he's got the ball in his hands, he's, he's an incredible, incredible back. But, but there is a caveat – he is not built for every, every down. There's no backs in the league built like that anymore. You need a supplementary back. So if you want to shift into the world of Tony Pollard being RB1, fine. But Zeke Elliott is on this team, and that's it. You, you, and you guys make fun of, oh, the run blocking. They're great. Like, you guys make fun of it all you want. But Zeke Elliott scored twice last week. Y'all forget that. When it's first and goal from the three, who are you giving the ball to? You're giving the ball to Ezekiel Elliott because he's going to pound the rock in the end zone. Anyway, Cowboys get the win. It's a big win. Defense, Micah Parsons is literally, I'll say this boldly or boldly or not boldly, 
guy's the best player in football right now. He absolutely is. The fact that he had the wherewithal to get up and go after that strip set or whatever that was, the strip on Montgomery. Best defensive player. No, no, no. Just overall best football no, player. Stop. Who's He's better? Like Pat Mahomes. That doesn't matter. That doesn't count. Oh. I'm saying football player. Can Pat Mahomes tackle? Dave, stop. Can it. Pat Mahomes tackle? So we're not having, we're not, Michael entering, Parsons might be we're not entering this debate. I didn't know that like tackling was the, the number one requirement of being a good football no, player. No, but I'm saying that he's one he's of the like, best football, but why? So he's so a, he's a best defensive player. I'm saying, but that, me but this. are you why really, really going to argue? No, no, no. That, I'm asking you a question. Pat Mahomes isn't a the best question. player in football. Why would, why would, why would anybody who's, who's ranked number one on the NFL top 100? Year uh, after year. I, I don't know, but it should be. But I'm saying it if it's Aaron a, Donald, why? Why would you think it was Aaron uh, Donald? I don't give a fuck what they got. What that to me, that if that's what we're basing it off of, which it shouldn't be ever, right? It should never be. So it then why, always, then why it should always be position? the best? It should always be the best quarterback because it's not even a debate. Like Pat Mahomes is the Cowboys are six and two with mediocre cowboy play, uh, quarterback play. The, the Cowboys have Dak Prescott. They would trade Micah Parsons for, for Pat Mahomes today. Today. Like this moment. <laughs> yes, they would. I just think that you're you're missing the concept. But well, I in mean, any event. the concept is that you're saying that one guy who's not the best player in the league, he's the best athlete in the NFL right now, is well, Michael Parsons. What, it's uh, if we that's way more. Agreeable. Well, that's what they that's what they base that stupid way 100 more, list that's off. Way more. Who's agreeable. the best player? The best NFL player is what I'm saying, and I um, think he's number one. And now. also, best athlete like Mahomes did. Did pitch? Whatever. <laughs> I can't win with he's this like a one. pitcher. I'm not going to bother. But as a pitcher, Saquon better than Mike. Oh, so Nick's back and he's trolling. That's fun. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's like I don't even pay attention to these guys anymore. I think uh, Saquon had more yards rushing yesterday. I mean, uh, Micah Parsons actually had more more yards on his interception or fumble return. Who? Then Saquon had rush yards. He absolutely did. Actually, he rushed uh, 90 yards on one play. The, the play to find it, the play to get the ball, and then the 55-yard run celebration. <laughs> so he definitely – no, but in, in reality, he recovered it at the – how many how many yards? Like 36, I think. So how many yards did he have? 50. Yeah, but he had so a run. close. It was very close, and that's – must be one of the best players in the league. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Mahomes. Look, Mahomes and Josh Allen are all world stupid good. We get it. I'm saying what Micah Parsons is, uh, is the ability to do what you do. Like, if you like actually say watch that Mahomes him, and Josh Allen are the two best players and Micah Parsons is the best defensive player, there should be – when I say there should be not even a shred of, like – Anger coming from you with that? I'm statement. cool with that. It should be not, I'm not nothing. You'd be like, okay. Our, what, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, when these lists come out and there's number one player and it's somehow a defensive player, how does that make sense in what you're trying to tell me? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, how does it make sense that that okay, guys well, like Aaron Donald first, are the, the first, best player? The first in the thing league? that you're doing wrong is trying to make sense of that list because well, that's I'm just it. saying there's a list. It's on that's NFL. Like, like, oh, like, they're they're polling players. It's like that's who the fuck. So is, then, who says Aaron Donald? If they're polling players, who says Aaron Donald? Not if they go to if they go to a random quarterback me. three over here, hey, who's the best player in the, play, in the league? Aaron Donald, and without even thinking that it's it could be Josh Allen Dave, or Patrick Dave, Mahomes. Dave. So outside of Ugh. outside of the quarterback position, then we could have a conversation. But like right guess, now, yeah, sure. there's not even a question in my mind or anybody's, including yours, that that uh, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes are the two most important valuable best players in football quarterbacks mvp candidate year in year out at would you would you at? consider would you consider and i'm sure he's popped up in some polls already micah parsons in the mvp talk no 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 you are high as a kite um not well, I mean that, that's ridiculous the cowboys are six and two because he's the, one of the best players are in they football. eight and oh no they've lost two games okay now, how many guys are the Bills? Are okay, the Chiefs? Dave, Dave. Now <laughs> they're not. There's precedent here. Okay, is Micah Parsons having the best season ever? By Have you watched? Player? I'm, I don't give a shit. I'm talking about. Are they? Is is Micah Parsons having the best season ever by a defensive player? No, no. Out of the, all the guys that have had the best season ever as a defensive player, how many of them have won a league MVP? It's it's a flawed system. It's a flawed system. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Danny. Cowboys won. Move the fuck on. You got it, man. You got it. Fair on point. cue, the 49ers uh, decided to get back right, and they got themselves a dub over a very, very str struggle-happy Ramsey. Can I talk to you? Like, and now Danny's trying to trade me back all this other shit. He wants, you know, this. 
dude, first of all, you traded me Henderson, and the guy doesn't see the goddamn field <laughs> until like halfway through. They got some new dude that I didn't even hear of before the game. It's all bullshit. It's incredible to know that how many guys can rotate in and out of a, of a, of a running back situation. The, the fucking Rams running back situation is a fucking abomination. I mean, they weren't running the ball anyway. Yesterday. I'm just saying no it's shot. terrible. Rams are done. Daniel Jones has better MVP odds than Parsons. That's probably true because it's a quarterback driven league. I'm not lying. I understand it. I'm asking you if you pop up in the conversation. That's all. I'm not saying he's going to win the goddamn thing. TJ, Watt, was he not in the conversation last year? No, no. He was. barely won. He, it wasn't even like he won was unanimously clear cut defensive player of the year. I'm just saying he was in the conversation. That's all. Mm. All right. Anyway. Not my conversation. Not, <laughs> not my president. <laughs> my conversation all right anyway so the san francisco 49ers i much needed win they get the four and four that's big but now <laughs> the, the biggest question is this super bowl hangover are we like the the panic I mean, button no, no, has no, been... the super bowl hangover is the thing like the super bowl hangover is what happens when there's a team that's got lingering effects from playing too long and they're still good but in the early going they're just struggling a little bit to find their footing shorter off season whatever you want to say but this is a bad football team they can't block uh, three and four. Sean so. McVay, I think that there's like the good. He won a Super Bowl. I think there's a little bit of um, uh, he's a little overrated. That's yeah, the best well, way to put Grass it. Grass just said McVay is, uh, McVay is bad and the Rams are done. Yeah, like right, their defense, so. you would think that their secondary is good, right? Because they got Jalen Ramsey and he's locked down. They're not. They're the worst. And Jimmy G completed like 85% of his passes. <laughs> Granted, it was all dink and dunk. Doesn't matter. But when you have the, the weapons that he has underneath, and look, this was without Debo. I know, which right. again, thanks going. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Trading me Debo. I didn't yeah, get to use him. Um, we're getting to see Bullshit. what CMC is able to do. Oh, the, 49ers, the 49ers, I, I think personally that this team is built the best out of any team in the NFC to go in there and, and contend against the, uh, the Eagles. I really do. Because the way they play defense, and if they could get going and stay healthy, that defense, I know they're trouble. there's trouble at the back end. They lost uh, their corner for the year. But when that front seven is good to go, oh, is a he's a it's, terror. It's very scary. 100%. But then when you flip it to the offensive side of the ball, it's like the weapons that they have now, at their disposal. Now, just CMC is like – They're easy. four and four. CMC one more week removed of the trade. So now he gets 10 days of practice. All of a sudden, he's all world beater again. Now, the, the jury was almost out again two weeks ago. People were like, Jimmy G stinks. He's not the guy. So you think by him playing, like, yes, he dink and dunk last night, but, like, do you think that's sustainable if to you, play inconsistent like do that? Do you know how you see these memes when it's, like, the cycle of a Yankee fan, the cycle of – like, there's a cycle of Jimmy G, too, where it's nobody expects him to do anything. He wins football games, wins football games, does good, and then all of a sudden the real Jimmy G starts to surface, and it's like he can't throw the ball down the field. He's the reason why he's holding this team back. And then somehow or another it starts to get a little bit cold um, – Everything changes in the whole landscape of the league, and the 49ers are able to play their brand of football. Now when you add the weapons that he has, look, Jimmy G is the ultimate game manager, and he's accepted that role more so than any quarterback maybe in history of the NFL where he's like, I'm okay, he's taking less money, he's taking the backseat to Trey Lance, but yet Jimmy G is still here in the 49ers. The division that they're sitting in, we're looking at the five and three Seahawks right now as the division leader. You tell me they can't be had? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the 49ers already beat him, and they got another game with them, so – there's the 49ers are right in the thick of it. There's going to be probably hosting a playoff game when it's all said and done. And that's a scary team to face. So I'm just curious now, just because everything always refers back to the Cowboys for me, like Jimmy G does suck according to James Rue, but he says he doesn't need to be good. Would you put Dak Prescott in that same situation? Like you no. could say, like he'll say that Dak sucks. I'll no. say that he's good. But I'm saying if somebody thinks that Dak, stinks, I think there's a couple differences. Between does he the have two. to be as good? I think Dak is better. Um, and that, that, almost makes it where you want to do a little bit more. I think if the Cowboys offense would just play a little smarter um, and not try to do too much and keep it. So so to me, why aren't the Cowboys right now more equipped to run with the Eagles as per your thinking that the because, 49ers are better? Because they don't have the Debo, the CMC, the Schultz. So and mainly. The Schultz. It's ours. I mean, it's uh, our uh, the Kittle. They don't, <laughs> it's and on main, the mind. And mainly, I don't believe in their coach. Okay. So it's a McCarthy and like, I think Shanahan's a much better coach at this style. I just I'm not I'm not buying it on McCarthy. And I'm not saying that Dallas doesn't have what it takes to go into Philly and, and contend with them, but we've seen at least a sample of what it was like. Cooper Rush. That was fair, fair point. Um All right. I'm still I'm not completely buying it on Philly yet, but 
Right now, it's I think CMC Debo makes. I feel like that. I mean, it's it's hard for anybody to say like, oh, you're peaking at the wrong time because Philly just keeps stomping out players. But man, if they for whatever reason get picked off by the Texans on Thursday night for whatever reason, the the conversation will shift a little bit. It will. It would uh, actually be a, like an amazingly good loss for the, for the Eagles because it's going to affect them zero. It's uh, a, AFC, it's an I get a conference it. game. It's a Thursday night. You could chalk it up to short week, mm-hmm. and then the coach gets to say, "Hey, you know, go enjoy this weekend." Right. But when we come back to practice on, you know, then you have that, you get the loss out of the way kind of deal. Mm, I get it. All right. Uh, moving on. The Miami Dolphins uh, behind Tua um, absolutely came back and put it on the Lions and the Lions. Once again, uh, the old backdoor cover ski. Congratulations to those jerks uh, for that one. Uh, we pushed on the show. It was a four point swing on the show. So um, everybody pushed on that one. But in this regard, Tua. Again, it's just a matter of time before this guy leads the league in passing. It seems to me that him and Waddle are connecting on hitting on all cylinders. It looks like Tyreek Hill will be there when he needs to be. I feel like if they added a better tight end to Kaseki, it might even get more dangerous. Even Ryan Mostert, who I know that James Rube's new favorite player. Did you see another bank that James Rube hit the other day? Won another no. 30 grand on DraftKings or something. He's Solid. just Start killing the game. It's my way. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> some of that luck shed it our light. Some on us. Um, but anyway, so what I'm saying is uh, the Dolphins are very well balanced right now. And the, and the defense doesn't have to play up to what we wanted them to play for them to win games. Right now, you had a two led team win this one. So I'm excited to see what Miami could do going forward with two and now healthy. Yeah. Tyreek Hill has four games with 160 more or more receiving yards this year. It's four. incredible. It's four. nuts. You're going to have 5,000 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. The the Lions defense sucks, so it's not surprising that they got lit up through the air. Um, it's just hopefully the Packers are able to go into Detroit next week and do the same. I don't know, man. It's an angry, angry Lions bunch. You don't want that team. <laughs> How are the Lions? I, Does anybody I know the even. Lions record coming off of uh, six straight losses? <laughs> uh, they're uh, probably O and the rest. What are the Packers of four straight losses? I don't know. I told you today. I've zero never seen it. Zero and fucking zero? <laughs> I've never seen it. I mean, I, I've seen it, but it was not without Rod- – it was when Rodgers got his collarbone against the Vikings, they were 3-1, and one, and I think they lost eight in a row. So the biggest bonehead play of week uh, week eight goes to Mr. DJ Moore yesterday, catching an un- incredible pass from XFL star P.J. Walker. Um, and like I said, game was in hand. He takes his helmet off, rips it off, <laughs> celebrates, gets flagged for 15 yards by the old get-off-my-lawn referee. Yeah, that was a shitty penalty. I would have never have called that penalty. If you're a ref. Never. Bonehead the, unfortunately, call, the rule is the bonehead rule. Bonehead call, shitty rule. That rule is not in place for They that. put that rule in there for Emmett, by the way. That rule is <laughs> not in place for that reason. Point blank, period, the end. It's simply not. It's like the game, that was ridiculous. They should not have that effect the way. Like, if you're not throwing your helmet into the crowd or anything like that, like taking your helmet off to get FaceTime shouldn't be shouldn't be penalized like it was. But anyway, it was. And they backed up the extra point. And Eddie Selfie Panero uh, decides to kick the ball into left field. And then, you know, overtime happens and they lose the game ultimately. So all of a sudden, the Panthers are finding themselves, you know, in, in a situation where, yeah, they're two and six. But man, oh, man. They could have played themselves into a, a decent spot considering the fact that the division leader is now the said Falcons at four and four. It's incredible. Yeah, that's why Tom Brady's still gonna be in the playoffs this year. Because look at the teams. That 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 was a one of the prime games of the week with this these two teams playing for first place. Get out of here. Stop it. The, NFC, said, the Packers are still in it. Thank God for these. Silva teams. said that it, he wasn't even on the field when he took the helmet off. I think it, you know. Garbage yeah, he was call. Off, there's my no brother way, coming in the same thing. There's no, the there's no two ways. I mean, to what's not, it. what's, it, what's up? It's like if you run full speed into the end zone, chances are you're gonna go through the end zone. So like, you can't like, it's like tomatoes, tomatoes. You're like you're in the end zone, or you're not. It doesn't matter. You just scored. You're not supposed I to take your helmet off. I understand. You're not supposed to take your helmet off. But if you look, it's at a the stupid rule, rule, but it's, it's a rule. It's what it is. It's not consistently called. First, second, it's like the rule wasn't ah. put in for that. It was yeah, it put was. in for it was not put in saying like they're they're not in the field of play right. So like the, this, the you play think it's a safety ended, thing? I've watched guys take their helmet off as they're walking off the field. You know what I mean? He's behind the end zone, still celebrating the touchdown. I say let them all take their helmets off because the <laughs> NFL is doing a <laughs> terrible agree. job building stars in this league. And if you want a guy to be known, they should be able to take their helmets off in the end zone and let the whole world see what they just scored a touchdown. I think it's good for football. I think it's a shitty rule. And it's an even shittier interpretation of the rule because it wasn't put in for that. 
Like that was a moment that was clear emotion. And it wasn't like he was taunting. He wasn't, there was no safety issues there. It was a player that reacted naturally to a moment that you would want to do when it wasn't like he was showing anybody up. He wasn't taunting. He was celebrating with his teammates after making one of the biggest plays of his career. Terrible, terrible rule. Quite possibly could be point his blank, last play as a Panther. Point blank period. <laughs> so There's we'll no see. two ways around it. We'll see about that. But anyway, moving on. Uh, the Titans, Derek Henry had himself another day. I believe he ties or passed OJ Simpson for most games over 200 yards rushing. Um, OJ, by the way, still not verified on Twitter. So if you want to go check that out. <laughs> um, but anyway, inside joke over here, but definitely funny. Uh, but anyway, so yes, the, the Derek Henry does his absolute best to carry this team. And um, they did just that. Malik Willis didn't play like he didn't play bad. He didn't play good. He didn't yeah. have to. He doesn't have to throw the ball when when Derrick Henry's doing his thing. His job was to literally hand the ball off, hundred percent, and he, he did. did. He did. That's it. Done. Damn good job. Now the Texans when are he getting had to throw it. It wasn't so good. Texans are back to business on Thursday night, which will be absolutely atrocious. Um, it's going to be bad. Speaking of those said Eagles, they kicked the shit out of the Steelers yesterday. There was this was never a game. This was never a competitive thing. Maybe in the beginning when I said, "Oh look, it was seven, it's seven, seven. seven. I'm like, "This is fun," and then just like, yeah, wheels <laughs> came off. Kenny Pickett, nothing nothing good there. But let's just shout out A.J. Brown, who, by the way, according to Twitter today, was drug randomly tested. drug tested. Like, are we kidding, NFL? Like, are we really kidding? Like, it's just so dumb. Like, why? Because the guy, think about it like this. He has a game. I don't know if anybody knows how performance-enhancing drugs work. <laughs> they don't just happen overnight, right? So it's like, like, oh, man, he had a good game. He might have started steroids on on Saturday. Like that doesn't. It's not the way it works, folks. Coming so, off a bye, maybe. Hey, you know, two weeks. No, I've listen. It, it does. It's not the way it works. It does work <laughs> that way sometimes, Dave. And it's all about levels. So, you know, like when you're trying to the NFL. First of all, you're, everyone's allowed to take steroids in the NFL. Just so we're clear. I mean, they're not. But yeah, they are. I mean, they're not. Um, it's just like you can't <laughs> take too much. So it's basically like their test levels have to be X. You don't think Tom Brady's on HGH? I think Tom Brady's on the kale diet. And he's on the deforced diet now, which is going to make him even uh, I sicker. don't know. I, I might be speaking out of pocket because I don't know the actual ins and outs in terms of the labor agreements and things like that. But to me, I think that it's all about levels in most of these sports. And there's a lot of <laughs> things that you don't know about as in the public. And it seems like, oh, he's on steroids when everyone's on steroids. But these are the guys that are testing too high. So it's like the average person has, we'll just call it 100. That's very low. We're looking for. We'll just go, you know, I have 100. Um, the average guy has 100. Um, but NFL players, some of them have higher elevated testosterone. So if the guys with 100, you know, they're in the clear. But we have to raise the bar in terms of what fails a test because the other guys are naturally higher. And then, like, they put it even double that. This is how, how it used to be for the UFC, at least. So we'll say, like, 400 is what's illegal if you pop over 400. So it's like if you go to a doctor and you're like, keep me here with a substance that's not banned, essentially that's a performance-enhancing drug. I mean – everything's banned at this point. You can't even take Adderall anymore. But it's HGH, like, is it? It's very un, it's very hard to detect. If if you're if you're getting a prescription for HGH from your doctor and he's keeping your levels at around I don't think there's a single player at 400, you don't in think the NFL, there's a single player? I don't think there's a single player in the NFL that suffers from low T. First of all, no, no, no. Those guys got to be animals to uh, play their game that say, they're playing. You say suffers from low T as if they're trying to fix like an illness. I'm saying that they're trying to get better at football. <laughs> Just saying. Well, that's why you would be prescribed. You would be prescribed testosterone if you were Jimmy, suffering from steroid low Steroid talk is like um, talking about your weight. Yeah, that's a better comparison. There you go. Or NHL talk is like talking about your weight. BJ knows what's going on over here. Like the video, BJ. Appreciate you watching, Boot. Um, and of course, Scoop says Dave knows his fair share of steroids. <laughs> I mean, that's that's very uh, def defamation of character. Yeah, I could sue you for that. I mean, it's I feel like you just sat up here and implied it. <laughs> For like the last 10 minutes so I mean, no i just know about it i, I listen i'm in the perfor uh, performance enhancing drugs market no i'm in the professional wrestling industry i've seen what these guys have done to their bodies i, I see how this works <sighs> jimmy a colonial staple <laughs> moving on off the eagles oh this is just bad i mean it's it's time to officially the, the funeral <laughs> i want to see the trade block right now for the raiders like you know how you go on fantasy football and you're able to like say these guys are on the block Offer away. I feel like everybody's on the trade block, including Devontae Adams, including Derek Carr, including five Josh, now. Josh McDaniels. Not not good. Not a good look for the to get blanked. Like I, I knew it would be tough to play in the dome. 
I didn't think it'd be this tough to play in the dome, like to the point where you can't score a point. Um, that's very alarming. The team, again, this is now a product of Josh McDaniels, second go around as a head coach. He, it looks like shit. There's no Tebow in sight right now. There's no there's no miraculous recovery here. No, no Jay Cutler. No Jay Cutler. Blame it on. Nobody to blame it on but yourselves. And you're right. You said it last week on Mojo and kind of raised my eyebrows. And we were like, Josh Jacobs could be traded. I'm like, no, there's no way. He's on a, he's on a deal. And you're never going to get the better value for him than you are right now. So I don't know, man. That would be very, very interesting and very, very detrimental if anybody in the NFC East, for whatever reason, a la the Eagles, trade for a Josh Jacobs. I'll blow my head off. Yeah, um, I think that Josh Jacobs is on the move. I hate to say it for, for any Raiders fans. Man. I think that extension is coming. It's not. I mean, maybe it is, but I can't see it, man. Like, it's not like they're winning football games as a result of his great play. Mm. And what are you going to do? Run him into the ground on a two and five team and then sign him? It doesn't make sense. Truth. Uh, some guys are just better coordinators, according to Sam Grasso. So, yeah, and that's that's Wade Phillips. Those guys are – he's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. When he was a head coach uh, – Dan so- Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's going to be a highly sought-out candidate and, next and, year. And guess what's going to happen? I hope he goes nowhere. Well, he's going to go somewhere. They're going to suck. And then he's going to be back somewhere coaching the defense. And he's going to have a bad name for a little bit. And then everyone's going to forget about it because his defense is lighting it up again. That's how, that's how that shit works. Come on. Dan Quinn. Waste your money on Dan Quinn. Go right ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know. Where, where do I get? No, I don't get mine anywhere near Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Jimmy, thanks for that. Um, anyway, moving on. So, yeah, the, the Raiders are in trouble. Very, very bad trouble. Uh, a game I really didn't pay too much attention to, to be honest. I think it was. I'm a, dying, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, welcome to my world last week. It was rough sledding around here. Uh, but what I will say is about this team in particular, uh, the Cardinals. They were one bad, one big play away from getting back in this thing. But again, another Kyler Murray interception, which, by the way, did you see the celebration? A little Call of Duty action for Patrick Peterson. So he kind of stuck it right to him and his former team. Um, but again, all of a sudden, the Vikings are six and one, man. And it's like you look at this team and the team that's trailing them right now are the Green Bay Packers. And believe it or not, the Chicago, ba- Chicago Bears and Green Bay have the same record. Don't give me the, the look of doom. It's just a, it's a shocker I mean, to me. Yeah, Dave. Where have you been? <laughs> they haven't won in a fucking month. <laughs> Tough and, month. Um, hoodie season. You have whack. the same record as the Giants? Yes, but we beat the Giants. Oh, so we beat the Bears. So if you really want to. So fucking, that's why you're in second. Yeah. Congrats. I'm not I'm, very, I'm not happy about it. There's no flowers Can you catch here. the Vikings? Are the Vikings going to fall from grace? I don't think so. I don't think we can catch anybody. It's hard for me to sit here and say anything All on right, the heels more, of a fourth loss. More question. Like, can we? Better yeah. question. Better are we question. Gonna? Probably not. Better question. Are the Vikings for real? No. The Vikings are one and done in the postseason. They're they're going to be there at this point. The NFC is garbage. But you keep saying the NFC is garbage. But if you look at the NFC East, we're all talented. Good records. Five hundred above. There's two good teams in the NFC East. I think you know that. Record wise, you would say Dave, that there's four teams better than. The Packers in the NFC East. It's just the way it is. I mean, I know, that's the- and we've lost to two of them that I think that are still bad. But that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Like right now, it means nothing. Do you really think that the Giants are going to be like the Giants are 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 legit? The Vikings uh, are legit just because just because teams have a good record. Like I'm saying, the Vikings are six and one, and I don't think they're legit. You know, like I think when you look around the NFC right now, uh, Atlanta are they legit? Is Carolina legit? No. Is Saints legit? No. Tampa legit? No. Redskins or Commanders? No, Giants. You could say okay, they're six and two, but are they? It's Got, a suspect. Yeah, I mean, look, a I, suspect six and two. You're the one who pulled up all the stats, so I'm listening to you on that. I'm looking like, at the NFC West. Are the Rams legit? Are the Cardinals legit? Are the Seahawks legit? They might be, right? Forty mm. ers I think they're legit. I think that there's four, four real, real teams in the NFC that are like legit right now, and then the rest of them, there's a two. Oh, so it's the Cowboys, Cowboys the Eagles, a, win a, a win and a half away. The, the the Cowboys, the Eagles, Seattle, the 49ers, and possibly Seattle. Wow. So nobody in the NFC North or South. No. Wow. Interesting. Somebody's got to win that division. The Vikings does defense it. is shit. All right. I'm in it. Um, all right. Packers are clearly not legit, according to Jimmy. Paul. Who the fuck said they were? I don't know. He just, he's looking just, for an I'm, argument. I'm getting it. You're trolling. We get it. <laughs> we get it. So the Washington Commanders ruined my eight-leg parlay yesterday, which, again, I don't condone doing eight-leg parlays, but when and you throw yes, a nice... The Packers will be in the wild-card hunt for the because the NFC is bad, like I just said. Yeah, well, yeah. And they'll probably be in the hunt right there next to the Giants. In the hunt, you think? 
like like when those drafts come out, like the Giants and the Packers will be right next to each other. Well, no, the Packers will probably knock the Giants uh, out in Week 18. With the Giants, Packers are looking losing. at a top 10 pick. You think they would draft a quarterback? If that was the case, so like I get the failed attempt at a troll, but no, 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 no. I'm asking you a question. If the Packers let this one go away, sure. But I'm saying if the Packers, for whatever reason, just can't get it right, would you invest because they have Jordan Love? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I forgot. Dave, Dave, you how much of film have you seen on Jordan Love to make that assessment? You're like, well, here's the thing. Like, you haven't seen enough, and when he is in there, he's not like lighting up the scoreboards. Like, he's not getting me excited. When, you, when, you, when he's been in there on the road, but has anybody year? ever said like, "Oh, it's like for when when Rogers was struggling from now until the, the start of the season till now, eight games, eight weeks worth." Is there anybody out there saying, "Well, they got Jordan Love; he's right there"? You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not a competition Rogers the, because he's not just came good. off an MVP season. It's not a competition because it's Aaron Rodgers. If it was, and I don't, I'm not saying this, but if it was a Dak Prescott where Cooper Rush came in and did well, then you, you it did do I'm well. Saying? Fair point, and it still wasn't one. You know, like a backup quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers has proven in the NFL for 15 years that he can get it done. Jordan Love has not done a thing yet in the league. So it's unfair to say, oh, he doesn't deserve his shot. In fact, the one game that he did play in, they lost 17 16 on the road in Kansas City last year. That's All I'm a saying is, if you showing. had the opportunity, that blitzed every play. If you had the opportunity to get one of these heavy quarterbacks that are coming in, the heavily touted quarterbacks, would you do it? And compete with Jordan Love. Would I do it? No. I think there's a – we have a shot at – we don't need a quarterback competition right now with Jordan Love. Jordan Love sat patiently for three years. He deserves his chance. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Commanders lost. <laughs> I mean, they won. Uh, the Colts, they sink. Uh, this game was played in London. I can't believe what happened in this game only because all the shit that we were talking with with uh, Russell Wilson doing the knee highs. We didn't even get the chance to talk about that because that just came Thank out God. after the show. The knee highs and shit, everything that this guy has become incredibly cringeworthy. He gets the win, and of course, at the end of his presser, Broncos country, let's ride. And I'm just like, boy, oh boy, you just love to just piss off the masses. <laughs> uh, but it, it happened, and, and the, all of a sudden, the Broncos are, uh, I guess, in the conversation to talk about a little bit. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know, man. The Broncos, they, they, they won two games by accident last uh, over the course of the last couple uh, weeks. And they're sitting there now at three and five. Same record as, um, well, no, actually a half game up on the, on the, the Raiders. But what I will say is this the, the Broncos defense is just as advertised. And I think they're very, very good. But now they're in the market potentially to shop Bradley Chubb. Don't really understand the move. But I guess if you think someone's getting away from you, then, you know, Carry yeah. on and, and stockpile some picks, I guess, right? I mean, that's what they're trying to do. If that's they have they no intent do. of signing the player, then let him go because you're not winning shit this year and they need as much help as they could get. If it's going to be not Bradley Chubb, then get those get those picks. He's going to net a lot. I, I guarantee there's a team out there that's willing to give up a, a maybe a one. A one? I mean, Bradley Chubb is good. Yeah, I understand, but a he's one? He's elite. Oof. I mean, if you have yeah, a couple teams in there, he's the type of player that's going to get it. I mean, you're looking at what, what did Jamal Adams net? You know, Jamal Adams game? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was just the dumbest trade. It's it a fleece hard. job. But half of that isn't a fleece job. And I think Bradley Chubb is a lot more proven of a talent. And oh, getting to the quarterback is a lot more important than, you know, taking care of the back end at safety. I think Chubb could get a one for him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the Yo, folks. It's been a long day. Um, Whatchamacallit? Uh, it looks like Sean Redden coming in saying they don't want to pay Chubb. And Browning has to show he might be the guy, too. So, yes, to, to replace him. So maybe that is a move that they make. But it. They get it done, and uh, the Jaguars are now 0-6 in one score games. You said it last week. What was the magic number? 12. As long as the team scored over 12 points, yeah, so you now, were beating the Jaguars. Now, now Trevor Lawrence is 1-20 and in games where his defense is allowed more than 11 points. At what point do we start talking bust about Trevor? I'm already doing it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's still early, but yes. Okay. And, and you almost have to give him the pass on year one because yeah, of I mean, the, the Urban Meyer thing. But... Um, all right. We got one more game to play, and that's tonight. The Bengals are apparently, according to this, they're going to the dog pound. Is that right? Three and a half point favorites? Yes. Yes, that's right. I yes. just want to make sure. Yes. Um, all right, so the Bengals are going on the road <coughs> uh, to take on the uh, the Bears, the Bears, the Browns. And um, interesting uh, game here. The reason being is that I think the Bengals have to have it, but if anybody really, really has to have it, it's the Browns, dude. Like, you're trying to – tread water you're trying to stay afloat while you wait for deshaun watson to get back and i think it was me and rob who said in the beginning of the year if they can go 500 
they'll be fine. You know, like then you'll have a push. Then you can actually make a push in the AFC South, uh, AFC North, right? But now you might potentially lose this game to the Bengals who are now without Jamar Chase. I expect a big game out of Hayden Hurst, guys like that underneath. But overall, um, how are you seeing this one uh, play out for tonight? I think the Browns defense is shit, and Joe Mixon's going to be able to run wild all over them. Joe Burrow coming off of a, his best game of the season. Losing Jamar Chase definitely hurts, but the Bengals' offense is loaded at the receiver position. They, they're going to be fine with, with T. Higgins at the number one spot. Um, I want to know what kind of usage we're going to see out of Kareem Hunt. Is he going to get traded before the game? I think Kareem Hunt is guaranteed on the move. And if not Kareem Hunt, then Dearness Johnson will be on the move, so maybe monitor that a little bit. I don't see... Um, Cleveland being able to do much in this one. I could be wrong, but I just think the Bengals are a way better team. And the Browns, while they've been close at certain points, ultimately they're, they've been losing these games. Mm -hmm. The hook scares me just a little bit. But yeah, the Browns are, uh, they're on the cusp of being like one of those just really bad teams. They were almost there, but it's the wheels are coming off sooner than later. Uh, I got to completely go the other way here. And obviously the chat, I would agree with the chat. I think the Browns are going to have this game. Um, while I think the Bengals have to have some answers, uh, for the the missing of Jamar Chase and, and Mixon is good and the Browns defense is suspect. We saw what the Patriots did them a couple weeks ago. We saw that the Browns defense can be had. I just think at home, plus three and a half, you're getting points. Uh, prime time, Jacoby Brissett has a chance to to show out a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like the Browns for whatever reason in this game. I believe uh, AJ saying it's a public thing, but I guess every, the public is on the Browns as well. Um, but it is, Sean, it is what it is. Uh, Sean talking, AJ found a stat that Higgins and Boyd actually play worse when Chase is out. I mean, how many games has Chase missed? Uh, are you talking about the season before that he was even there? Not with, many. I with no know. Joe Burrow. When yeah, he was on an ACL. That. I mean, like you could make that case that they play worse, but I think the entire team plays worse. And I think that the run defense on the Browns is the real one that's getting me in this. It's like Joe Mixon hasn't had his bust out game yet, and mm -hmm. I think it's coming tonight. That's what I think is happening. So you are probably right. The receivers might not see the work that they typically do, but the Bengals have a loaded offense still. Jay Silva came in before asking a question. He'll, he'll, he knows he'll get your unbiased opinion about this. Is Justin Fields the best quarterback to come out of that draft? No, that's a really bad quarterback class, and that's an even worse question because Justin <laughs> Fields has completed like nine passes this year. Yeah, but does he have to? Yes, he's a quarterback. They're losing. It's not like they're winning. It's not like he's lighting it up. He has a game where he, he beat the 49ers um, because of the hurricane, right? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, do you think Justin Fields is a good thrower? Good thrower? Good? I saw him good? lace a couple in you there. You think he's all right? So you think if we is he better? I don't than think. Zach? I don't think. Is, is he, he better than Zach Wilson? I think so. Yes. Yes. Um, is he better than than Trevor Lawrence? No. I think clearly right now up to this point, Trevor Lawrence is still better. Trevor Lawrence has had spurts. He's had three hundred yard passing games multiple times. I don't know, man. If we're looking at a complete body of work, that this kid's legs gives people fits, and I saw it firsthand yesterday. Fields is an athlete, man. This guy can run one hundred percent. You know what he can't do? Throw, throw. Neither can Lamar Jackson, but he won an MVP. Lamar Jackson had <laughs> 40 touchdown passes that year, Dave. <laughs> I don't get it. 40. And his, his yards per attempt were like first. Lamar Jackson won that MVP because he threw the ball well. He had a ton of like the, look at those numbers. Look at his passing numbers that, that season. Balls. Like I obviously <laughs> Justin know. Fields would need five years. Yeah. Well, what about all right? So look at his weapon. those do you, numbers. Do you chalk that up as an excuse? Okay, because they got no weapons over there in, in Chicago. Oh, uh, let's think about those weapons that Lamar had in his MVP campaign. Let's think about it. Could you think of one? A receiver for the Baltimore Ravens in Lamar's MVP season, Steve Smith. Was he still there? Or is that way too late here? <laughs> Am I way too late? So Mark Andrews, I think they had Hollywood Brown as a rookie. That was no way. They came in at the same time? No, because Lamar didn't win it until his second year. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. I got to know. I got to know. I got to know. Hold on. So what year was this? Lamar Jackson MVP season. 2019. 2019. So then, all right. 2000. Hold on. 2019. Willie Sneed, Sean Redden's coming Ravens. in insane. So it's like, yeah, gotcha. Lamar had no weapons either. That's ultimately what we're getting coming down with. Here. Hold the fuck on. <laughs> Trust me. Unofficial Trust depth me. chart. Here we go. Receivers, he's throwing the ball too. Oh God, yeah, Willie Sneed, Marquise <laughs> Brown was there as the fourth. 
Uh, oh, put some respect on Seth Roberts' name, by the way, along with uh, Jaheel Scott <laughs> and Miles Boykin. He was good. What do you have? 35. Now look at Lamar's numbers that year. Passing, <laughs> passing fucking numbers. Fucking was his offense. Passing numbers. It was Lamar good. That's how good it was. Uh, wait. Uh, so for pro football reference right now, I'm looking at the 2019 season. And he had 36 touchdowns to nine picks. He also rushed for a lot he rushed for where the hell is the rushing yards oh i would have to scroll down for rushing well, yards. we know the rushing yards. we're looking for this passing stuff yeah but i'm saying that's why he got the goddamn mvps because he no, can no, do no. both you're telling me nobody had more than him in touchdown passes that's not true okay combination of the two why he won mvp so the, the question yes. here is we're talking about justin fields against lamar in terms of saying one guy can't throw the football justin fields and lamar can't either <laughs> Just, and then we come to find out he can throw the football. <laughs> That's my point. Eh. Uh, Justin Fields is garbage. Uh, Lamar is a goddamn animal with occasional terrible awareness. But if you give this guy zero weapons for years and years and he's still good, how can one hate? I would, I would I'm not put saying I Justin hate him. Fields, I'm Justin running Fields back. is like Devin Hester. Put him back there and return punts and he'd probably be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but he's not throwing the football. So, the, all right, so you're saying that uh, – if you're the Bears GM, which, by the way, he said the Bears GM went on record, said they were running the North. Um, uh, if you remember that horrible press conference. Um, are the Bears, like, should the Bears be out on a Justin Fields or can they build around well, this guy? I mean, it's tough to be out on somebody that you don't even own a draft pick for the next 31 years because of him. <laughs> and you're, yeah, I don't know. They, they fucked up with the oh, Justin man. Fields thing, obviously. All right. Neither of them are jail hurts, J- Justin right. Fields, Justin Fields is in camp with his own coaching staff, and they don't trust this guy to throw the ball more than 15 times a game in this modern-day NFL. But you got to go with works. Like, if your running game is work, like yesterday's running game, rushing attack for the Bears was incredible. They put, like, 250 on the ground. Check and see how much the Bears' running game is actually working here. Let's see David they put Montgomery's two, yards per carry for this to, season. I'm not worried like about Montgomery. Four. I'm talking about team rushing, which counts as fields. <laughs> team rushing, those guys are balling. Trust me, I know. I've seen it firsthand yesterday. It was annoying. I don't care that you've seen like a couple plays. I'm saying like they played eight games. I saw a whole game. They played eight games. The Bears aren't doing shit on offense. Their running stats are decent because they run the ball 50 fucking times a game. So (laughs) you're going to have high rushing yards when you run every play. Chris said, quote, Bears can't run well. He's calling you out, bro. I'm not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> I just think they're one of the better running teams in the league. A willingness and an ability are two different things. Fair. Fair. I didn't have to like break down that sentence, but I was just like, I, I was like, yeah, of course they're willing to run the, well, that's really all they could do. <laughs> so, I mean, look, they're not being, they can't throw that. That sucks for them, but it is what it is. But anyway, I'm on the Browns. He's on the Bengals. Monday night football goes down tonight. Uh, be sure to check that out as well. Check out, ShopSportsMedia.com. If you know anybody that wants to rent studio space, we're doing that over here. Number we appreciate one, the Bears, the all the support. One, what? Number one rushing team in the NFL. Here come the mighty Bears. Oh, he just said it. Bears, I just said that they're the best rushing team in the, in the league. This kid is pure comedy. <laughs> 40. I mean, he's a little older than you. Not much. Not much. Uh, by the way, Silva, today is the start, the restart of the Silva system going down today at the gym. I don't have time to do Yo, the, Sean, the bro That's splits. my whole point, though. They, they throw the ball 10 times a game sometimes at best. So, yes, you're going to – like now look at their total yards, total offense. It's probably 30th. So you're like first and <laughs> one, and total you're 30. Anyway, all right, well, that's been a show. Enjoy the football tonight, folks. We'll be back here on Thursday uh, with the potential – what's tonight, Monday, Tuesday? So there won't be a World Series champion crowned yet. So we'll get to preview that if that's about to happen. The Phillies look to try to uh, get that done. And like I said, I'm 100% against the Astros. So it is what it is. Week eight wraps up tonight. We'll talk about that on Thursday as Thursday night football will be a incredible uh, juggernaut of a game between the Texans and the Philadelphia Thanks, Eagles. Thanks, Ruba. I had no idea. I haven't watched football this month. <laughs> Thanks for the fucking update. I just think that it's, 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 it's harder for you to admit when your team is bad. No, it's not. I, I everybody. Here's the thing: the Packers aren't usually bad. Correct, right? So, so that's why it makes it harder. So it's not for you. harder for me to admit. It's just that you've never seen it because guess what? They haven't fucking been bad. So why would I admit that when they haven't been? I have no issue with it right now, as we could all see. Like they haven't won in a month. You have a hard time not admitting it. It'd be like it would be way worse of a look if I was like the Packers are good, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
Like, what are you, what are you seeing? It's like, I don't know. Around 655 in the morning today, I was talking to Chris. It sounded like a moral victory Monday. That's what it really sounded like. He gets on no, me no, about no. that. Moral victory he gets on Monday. me about the I Tampa game. said, I'm not going to have a moral victory, <laughs> but there is some solace in the fact that we covered the spread because I know that everybody yesterday was talking shit. And then I'm saying everybody, the sauce network, they all faded the Packers. I said, okay, I'm not touching this one. And there was like, oh, I'm going to put Kyle place to bed. It was uh, Bills to score 31, <laughs> Packers to score under 10, and every player on the Bills to score a touchdown. <laughs> little $2 sprinkle, make it happen. Or so 15, I don't, root, like against, right I don't root against the Sauce Network ever. I really don't. But no, listen, if, I'm rooting against you there. If it, no, that's <laughs> shit. No, if, if, they, if they all are fading the Cowboys, I'm telling well, each one of them That's to what I'm saying. Like, like, but at the same time, even, even though the game was 27-10, I was like, fuck Gabriel Davis's touchdown. I hope Jair <laughs> clamps him. And like, typically that would be a time where I would be like, whatever, I, at least Kyle, if Gabe Davis scores, Kyle will hit a nice little parlay. But um, that wasn't <laughs> happening yesterday. Here it comes. Covering the spread talk. <laughs> I, I was like, when you, when you said, oh, they covered, and I'm just like, mm, okay, wonderful. I, I listen, the, the Packers will be fine. I think. I don't know. But anyway, for Sturge and Gooch, this has been another episode of the Chop Sports Show. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Like the video. What are you going to throw? Don't throw anything you towards will. the camera. Huh? Don't. <sighs> See, you're going to hit the lens. I'm going to throw a couple fucking things. No, no, no. Don't throw anything. All right. Jimmy, shut up, dude. <laughs> and great teams cover spreads. We all know that anyway. Isn't that what we're here for? <laughs> we're all here. We're all here to cover spreads. Uh, Chris still has to do my show. Is that today or tomorrow? What's I don't tomorrow? even know. Tomorrow? Oh, all right. Who's your guest this week? Another guy nobody cares about? The other guy I actually know. <laughs> no, that guy was actually really cool last week. I actually listened to it for about three minutes, um, but it was actually pretty entertaining. What am, I'm trying to see if there's anybody coming at me that I need to... No, it's just Rube. It, it, lace into real quick before we go. <laughs> Jamie Silverberg, go fuck yourself. Uh, Rube, you've been a, in a pit of misery you for know, your entire weird, life. three Bears fans you've currently watching You've been in a pit of show. misery for your entire fucking life. You have never seen a championship won by any of your major sports teams. I feel like the... Who? Rube. I oh. think he was born and like the Rangers won the year before or some shit. So, was he born so in 95? Like, yeah, Dave. We're old. Oh, my Just God. so we're clear, we're old. Mr. Silverberg. I'm not a kid, bro. <laughs> but I, I, play yeah, one, bro. I play one in my relationship. <laughs> um... Oh my God! Mocking the good. liaison. Yeah, I know. Here's one more for you, Jimmy. Before we go, uh, there is a specific father, <laughs> father P, shooting up the Apple iTunes, crushing, charts. crushing the Jimmy Palumbo show. Got to get Bob. He wants to talk it over. <laughs> so we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Talk to you guys Thursday. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Go pack, go baby. <laughs> But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.